On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are breaking down the second preseason game. An absolute butt whooping the Patriots laid down on the Eagles 35 to nothing. Tons of reaction to talk about, tons of things to talk about. It's going to be a heck of a show, so buckle up and cue the music. From behind, gets rid of it. Oh. Gronkowski left alone. Breaks off the tackle, and he's in for the touchdown. 
Yep. Yep. Yeah. He got the jitters out and he was throwing darts left and right. Then the keel drop obviously was an absolute dime. He just, and what's crazy is he did it differently. He took a long, slow, methodical drive at the end of the second, at the end of the first half. And then he came out to start the second half and it was a quick tempo, no head. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. So uh, even if he doesn't start this year, I mean, my goodness, uh, he looks like he's going to be a good player. I saw, I said it. I mean, the preseason takes like obviously they can kind of get lost, but I I think this one's you can kind of look at you know I've obviously been down there at camp, you've seen progression, you've seen you know, just his how comfortable he looks day in and day out from a week to week perspective, right? It just each day he continues to get better, and I think that's all they're looking for. And I think like you said, I, Cam Newton's their week one starter. There is zero question about that. He's going to start week one. I think if anything, the leash would is a lot shorter than maybe we would have thought in April. I think that's what everybody can maybe agree on. Uh, but right. like you said, he plays like he did tonight. I mean, they didn't have their two tight ends, and they're going to run heavy, 12 and 22. They're going to be on the field for 80, 85% of the game. Uh, and they, they looked you know efficient moving the ball. Um, I think it's a great situation to have with both of these guys playing well. And I said it. Mac Jones looks this good right now. I, I cannot wait to see what he looks like in a year from now. He'll be in his NFL body. He'll be a year under his belt. Um, the sky's the limit for him from what we've seen so far, and it's it's been about a month. And like I said, the, the, the good thing with both of them is they're improving each day, week to week, uh, and I think that's all you can ask for. Yeah, and the exciting thing from Jones tonight, what I saw was you you got a glimpse of what he needs work on. It wasn't just a perfect night and you can't really get anything out of nights like that because everything went well. And you know, who knows what do you, what do you look like when you face adversity at the end of the first half? That was an ugly two minute drill that they ran, you know, like it was a shit show. Right. And it, they end the first half on a whimper and it's kind of like, Oh, that sucked. And then they come out in the second half and he's, they marched down the field in like three minutes and scored a touchdown. Right. So it's one of those things where you got to see him kind of bounce back from some adversities, stuff like that. Um, and you can only hope that you'll be able to see a little bit more of that going forward. Like maybe you don't want adversity, but right. when it's going to be there and you're going to need to have your quarterback bounce back. And that's exactly what he did. And for his first shot at it, that's perfect. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the end of the first half. I mean, you know, I tweeted out the Brady gif because Max got to know the drive. He's got to know the down. I mean, it's third down. You can't spike the ball in third down. Now I know it's the I know it's preseason, and I know you're basically at midfield, but run a play. Just just get up there and run a play because you can't. There there was thirty seconds left. There was time. Right. So you just you know get up to the line and now listen. Are the coaches in his ear saying spike, spike, spike? Like I don't know. Right. I, I don't know the answer to that question, but like it doesn't matter. Like get up to the line and run a play because you just wasted your last time out because Nikhil gets hurt on a, on a perfect throw. And listen, if Nikhil doesn't jump, it's a touchdown, right? He's walking in for a touchdown. I mean, that's, you know, what are you going to do? But like, you can't make that mistake then on third down and spike the ball instead of going for it. So, um, I mean, but, but that situation, no, that's the NFL. Like people fuck up. People make, right. excuse me, people make mistakes. Like right. you're the quarterback. You got to, you exactly. have to help everybody else bounce back. And and he did that, you know, starting the second half. Yep. I agree. So speaking about adversity, let's go over to the kicker. Quinn Nordine, who had been perfect at the last stadium until he missed one extra point, was brutal tonight. Um, first extra point was going to the right, went in, but it was definitely going to the right. His next three 
the last of the three that he missed were, was just, I mean, not even close, not even the same zip code. And he pushed them all to the right. And it was bad. But then he came back, hit an extra point, and then hit a, hit like a 30-something yard, you know, 32, 33-yard field goal. Like, 26. that's the type of thing where he's an undrafted rookie. He definitely had some struggles with, with consistency in, in Michigan. But I was happy to see him go through that adversity, right? Go through that adversity and then come out on the top, you know, come on the other side of it, hitting to his last two kicks of the night. So I was happy to see that. Of course, we don't know what the deal is with Nick Folk. We haven't seen him in, in two, three weeks. So it seems like he's not going to be ready. So Nordine's your kicker. Um, so it's just a question of, you know, what's going to happen. And I thought tonight was a good example of him fighting through adversity and, and, and making some kicks at the end of the day. I thought so too. And before we move on, Pat, this, this is a question for you because yeah. me and Keegan were on this. We, we were okay with it from the start. So why, why don't you answer this? Because I, I'm not throwing you under the bus, but I think you can explain because right. I mean, you weren't sold on him at first, but I, I think you're, you're there now. I was not. Yeah. Listen, I was not, I, I certainly wasn't uh Taylor Kyle's, you know, um, when they drafted him, but I didn't love him. I didn't look, look and for those of you that are listening in podcast form and aren't watching on YouTube, um, what somebody asked, uh, Danilo Scalzo asked from the draft perspective that you guys had about Mac Jones and today what's changed. And so I think that <laughs> dark blue gold, I was, I was eating my whole hand on pick number 10, not number 15. I was pissed that they didn't trade up for fields. Um, the Mac pick was the right pick. But I wanted them to trade up a fields, obviously, as everyone did. Um, I was broken. But, people, people, right? I mean, I wasn't. Know. I was okay. I was positive that night. I'm gonna. Sit yeah, back you were. And enjoy this that's true. You weren't on with us when it happened. You were positive that night. Um, listen, I think I think Mac kind of always hit their system. He's not sexy, right? I mean, he looks okay. He's not sexy though. Balls he's not quick, like Balls you know, quick, man. Well, that's it. Like, but he's not like the. He's not the arm talent. I mean, Justin Fields, just with the arm talent and the speed and the and the swagger and everything else, it's like, man, like that's I mean, that's what it is, right? Like during the draft, your draft stuff's all about traits. It's not about what situation you're going to end up in and what right. system system you fit best in. Like no one thinks about that. No one's like, oh, maybe Mac would fit in New England system better. No, it's like, oh, Justin Fields can throw the ball ninety yards. That's awesome. Like <laughs> right. that's what the draft's about. Right, and it's you know, and Mac Jones, and listen. I got to give Phil Perry all the credit in the world. Phil said from day one, stay at 15 and draft Mac Jones. And I consistently had them trading out or trading up or, you know, whatever and not taking Mac. And, but in the back of my head, it was always kind of like, well, he does kind of fit what they do, but it's like, not, I don't know, like what can he do? And, and he played in such a good offense that you wonder like, was it the guys around him? Was he, you know, but, but I mean, he just, Every single thing that they've thrown at him, every single thing, he just deals with it all, and he, he runs the, the offense too. And I think that's half the battle, especially when you jump yes. from the college to pro game. I think that's the biggest thing you can take from him. And right. not to cut you off, but he uh, that, like you said, he's not sexy. He's not going to wow you with that, his athleticism. It's I see this. He processes it well, and the ball's mm-hmm. out. I think that's the most important thing you can see. Uh, what are we a month into his and he was drafted just over a hundred days. I think last week, last Thursday, he was like, a, it was a hundred days. Yeah. Something like Stupid. that. Right. So yeah. the progression he's made, 
I don't think anybody saw this, even the coaching staff, about how advanced he is at this point in his career. Uh, right. So, like I said, from the beginning, it's great that both of these guys are playing well because ultimately, like Belichick said, just before we got on about the running back room, the competition brings out the best in players, and it's a great situation to have. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And and, and here they are, like, running this offense, and he gets a chance to to work and learn under Cam. And if Cam keeps playing the way he played, again, like they're going to be really, really good. Um, so it's, you know, they're going to, they're going to be in a Kansas city 2017 situation where they have a good quarterback. They have a young guy underneath them. And it's kind of what we envisioned for Mac, you know, when they drafted him kind of like, Hey, you know, let's do the Kansas city model and this and that. And then he's been impressive and cam's been so, so, but if cam's going to play this way, I mean, and who knows, like, you know, Philadelphia didn't start any of the starters tonight. Like, you know, no Fletcher Cox, no Brandon Graham, no none of those guys. None of them played. So, like, I guess you don't know totally. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But, I mean, if Cam plays this way, I, I can't imagine that you see any – you see, you know, you see Mac at all this year. Yeah, he's going to learn how to slide. Um, that's the big <laughs> thing that I saw from today. Like, he's going to tear something with these slides so yeah gotta work on that but in all seriousness like the like you said when you draft a guy like that and you've got a quarterback who started for you last year and you just re-signed him the idea is the kansas city model the you've you've got a veteran quarterback don't even let this kid hit the field unless it's a throwaway game in week 17 or week 18 this year like you you let this this guy sit and soak everything in for as long as possible, and then you unleash him when he's fully ready. So, um, I mean, at this point, we're saying the same thing every week. Like, they both played well today. That's that's really all there is to it, right? Like, they both played well. They saw similar competition. It was mostly backups for Philly. They did what they were supposed to do. Right. By the way, uh, before we continue, Schefter just tweeted out that Jalen Hurts was sent to a Philadelphia hospital and diagnosed with a stomach infection and told to stay at home and, and rest for at least two days. He tested negative for COVID. I don't know what a stomach infection is, but apparently he has what he has it. So we'll take back it sounds like the quote unquote abdomen. Yeah. We'll I know that. Well, I guess stomach and abdomen. abdomen. It's all the same thing, you know? So, but, um, but anyways, let's get to the running backs because, you know, I thought Sony looked great today. Damian Harris is Damian Harris. Like Damian's the guy. He's the guy like, you know, and I was having discussions about this. You know, it's funny because people over the overreaction swings that you get from like fantasy Twitter, right? Where it's like Damian Harris runs for a touchdown, looks good. And people are like, oh my God, you're too low on Damian Harris. And Sony comes in and looks good. And Stevenson comes in and looks good. And they're like, oh, you're too high on Damian Harris. Like, I don't feel And it's like, dude, like he's, he's RB1. Like he's going to score 10 touchdowns. He's going to rush for 1,200 yards. Like he's going to be a guy that's going to be consistently good over the course of time. Now he's going to get is he going to get 400 carries this year? No, he's not. He's not going to get a ridiculous amount of carries, but he's going to do he's going to be effective when he is. And let me tell you something. And we saw it a little bit. All right. We we saw it a little bit. The toss sweep, the crack sweep that they run is going to be unstoppable with these new rules where the D-backs can't go low on the on the mm-hmm. linemen coming out. It's going guard. to be unstoppable. Now, Philly, towards the end of the game, started to read it because they knew it was coming, so they sent like four linebackers out there that way. But that's going to be even better because if you have Cam under center 
and you fake that toss, that toss crack, and he's just going to naked bootleg out, and there's going to be nobody there. And then it's just going to be like, oh, okay, I'll either run for 10 yards or hit somebody wide open coming across the field or whatever the case may be. So they're going to be a problem running the ball. And you mentioned Sony before. Like, I, Sony has shown the ability now to catch the ball to the backfield, which we knew he could do in Georgia. So either he stays with the Patriots, which I think is the best option, or they move him somewhere else, you know, and they get something in return back for him. I mean, it's just this running back room, and we've talked about before, this running back room looks really good. And that spin move by J.J. Taylor today was, I mean, wow. They're all versatile, too. They all kind of bring different things to the table, which I think helps them, you know. Right. It it helps them offensively, right? I mean, I think they're grooming – Stevenson to kind of be that change of pace guy, right? Like kind of like a Rex Burkhead, but a little bit more powerful. I think that's a complete back right there. Obviously, as of right now, you have Sony through this year. So I, I and it, it's interesting. Like I did a 53 man projection. Yeah. That it, like they may keep six running backs, right? Like I, I guess you can, you know, throw Stevenson on IR, but kind of just didn't want to get into those weeds in a projection, right? Right. But, I think all of them have made a case, and, and obviously Bolden's more of a special teamer. He's probably going to be your kick returner, but of those five, they've all made a case to, to earn snaps this year. Um, I think Taylor can be kind of groomed into that next James White guy, right, if he can hold up and pass protection and really master that part of the game because I think that's what's so valuable about White that people don't realize is how good he is in pass protection. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, Stevenson, right? And the fumble at the end, obviously, that's going to be talked about, and that's probably going to be brought up the first thing on film tomorrow in that room. But yep. that that's a, like when you look at the team from last year to this year, right? Like their win total from Vegas hasn't really changed much. It's nine and a half. I guess you could up it to 10 if it was a 16, you know, a normal 16-game season. They're – one game better than last year, but when you look at the positional groups, they're just loaded with depth, right? Like it's not over overflowing with so uh, like elite talent, but I think their depth goes a long way in the amount of versatile players they have on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And just to finish up on the running back group, like you've got, if the worst thing that you see out of, out of the group is a guy who ran for a hundred yards, fumbled the ball late in the game. You know, everybody kind of freaked out a little bit, but the nice thing was they put him right back out there. Next yep. next drive, I mean, he he got the first down, and then they they kneeled it. So whether that was J.J. Taylor's helmet exploded and they physically couldn't put him back in or what, like who knows, but they gave him another shot. They they put the ball in his hands again, which is n- not something you would expect, you know, from Bill. That's just – we saw it with Steven Ridley. His career ended. He fumbled once, and that was it. See yeah. you. Bye-bye. You're gone. So, But with that group, you know, you've got – White, who is your finisher, like that's he's your closer. You end the games with White. You've got Harris and Michelle, who are both in between the tackles guys who can mix in a little bit of blocking. And, and you know, obviously, we saw with Michelle today, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Like, you've got guys for every situation in the game that you could possibly need. Stevenson looked like a bruiser today. JJ Taylor, you can't get a, a hand on him. Like, you've you've got somebody for every possible situation you would need and that's yeah that's the perfect thing for like a guy like josh mcdaniels especially this year when you're going to be running so many different formations and personnel grouping stuff like that you can mix and match so why wouldn't you keep all of these guys to be able to do that when you end up trading sony or you cut jj taylor you're not going to be able to do that right so i i think it's worth 
taking a flyer on keeping all of those guys, right? Right. Well, and the other part of it too is that if you if you put Stevenson on IR before the initial fifty three, he's done for the year. Gone. So yep. he has to get through that initial fifty three. Even if you want to put him on IR, that's fine. But the issue is, is that especially with Sony's injury history, if you're going to keep Sony and Damian Harris, you want to have Stevenson as a backup plan just in case, right? And that's that's one of those things. And and uh, you know, Cody mentions the uh, you know the two back sets, and you know they were running out with JJ Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson for the most part, but. When you get Cam back there in the shotgun and you get two backs next to him and it's White and Michelle or it's Harris and Michelle or Harris and White or whatever, whatever the combination is, it's going to be really tough to stop. That's going to be really tough to stop, especially where any one of those three guys can get the ball. And now you're like, we have no idea where it's going or who's getting it. And so their running attack is going to be very good. And again, we've talked about their 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 offensive line who dominated at the point of attack again today. Um, you know, really, again. I know they're playing against second strength, but still, you know, they, they dominate the point of attack again and they're going to run the hell out of teams. And this is, re- that's really how they're going to win. You know, and then we saw Jacoby Myers getting open again. I mean, Myers is going to eat this year. He is. And they're to your point, they're going to bully teams both yep. on defense and offense up front. I think that the strength of this football team is their front seven, uh, specifically along the defensive. I mean, when's the last time you saw them, they they like in the past two games they've had like four or five run stops on on like third and short yeah and it starts with Judon I think Barmore's it's going to be so hard to keep that guy off the field but you have a ton of depth there I think that's a guy who you sign Henry Anderson and I know he kind of plays you know, he doesn't necessarily play that spot but I think Barmore's he, he was his debut today I've seen him a little bit he's been battling a toe a toe thing but and one on ones that dude just too powerful too quick and explosive. You know, they're just going to bully teams up front. And like you said, on offense, that running attack, especially with Cam, like it's it's going to be good old bully ball. Like you thought we saw it last year. It's going to be even better this year because you have maybe Stevenson in the mix. You got to change a pace back with him. And, and it's just the sky's the limit for that rushing attack. I know people don't want to hear that in the 2021 NFL, but it's, hey, that's how they're going to beat teams. Run the wishbone. Who cares? Like if it works, it works, right? Do you? Well, and not just throw that, four but, running backs back there. Who cares? Right. And dude, we've talked about it. Like the defense, you know, the NFL is going smaller, faster. That's what they're doing, right? There's a, there's an emphasis on having smaller guys that run faster. So if you just pick up a bunch of big dudes who run people over defenses aren't set up for that. And so they're like, uh, wait, you're telling me we need like our linebackers that are like 225 pounds going to take on like guards and tackles. We no, our guy's supposed to be playing space, but no, we're coming. We're running downhill and pounding you in the face over and over and over again. And so, you know, it's kind of like Belichick is zigging while the rest of the, while the rest of the league is zagging. And, you know, yeah, doesn't necessarily have the speed that everyone else has, but is going to win. I just think it's knowing your team too, right? They they can't spread it out. They don't have the the skill on right. the outside to do that. It's like this is what our football team's good at. It runs through our offensive line. Right. We get the backs and the quarterback to do it. That's that's just how they're going to be teams. And and I'm not saying Cam can't sit back there and improve in the pocket and improve downfield. That's not his game. It never really was, and and it isn't at this point in his career. But they can certainly be of you know a valuable offense in the league by doing that. And when did all this start? Right, 2018 down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Going into the super, like 
that Super Bowl run was hand it off to Sony and Rex, throw it to to White short, and let your let your defense eat. Like that that's the last time they were truly successful was following this formula. So why wouldn't they try to do it again, especially with improved talent and depth across the board? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, and you mentioned, you know, Spags mentioned the defense and, you know, that's another spot where they just have so much depth on the defensive line and the, and, you know, the edge. And I thought Harvey Lange played, uh, or Lange, Lange, however you pronounce it, played fantastic tonight after having a really bad first preseason game. But he was doing what he's best at, which is attacking the football and playing downhill and not playing in space. Do not play him in space because he stinks. But like, Playing downhill, he has an opportunity to be the 53rd man on the roster. Like, he has a chance to do that. Judon, and Josh just said it down here, Judon is the truth. Like, he is an absolute monster. Uh, He looks unbelievable. Uche played well. He left with an injury, so we'll see what happens there. You mentioned Barnmore. I thought at the beginning he was getting crushed by double teams. Like, just absolutely crushed by double teams. Yeah, and... And the first that first run stuff, everybody kind of attributed to Barmore, but it was really Van Noy and Carl yep. Davis had a hell of a push yes. up the middle. He's like Carl Davis were all too. Yeah, Davis. so yep. that's that's kind of where it was. But that's the thing, like you said, with double teams, you've got a rookie second round pick who's already commanding double teams. Like it was against twos, but Still. they know like this kid's gonna wreck shop if we don't put a couple right. bodies on him. So just having a guy like that out on the field, and you saw the difference between last week and this week it was guy godchow and akeem spence last week this year this week it was godchow um barmore and i think dietrich wise like it's you're starting to see the the different combinations that they can run up front depending on situations and having judon come off the edge like three or two straight weeks and we've seen it in practice like that guy coming off the edge <sighs> stopping the run is Man. It's unstoppable. You you can't get, you can't put a tight end on him and expect things to no. go well. And you thought Gilmore was the X factor of that defense. It's, it's number nine. <laughs> I mean, he he may. I, oh, is it Chandler Jones who has the most sacks in it, under Bill Belichick? Yes. Right. Like the, their guys don't necessarily total Still. the most sacks. He might have what 12, 13, yeah. easy. Well, easy. Every every year they've got like four or five guys who have like three, four and a half, five, six, right? Like right. you see that every year, but but that's because they rotate those guys. Like Dietrich Wise never saw more than what forty percent of the snaps before last yeah. year, stuff like that. You're not taking Matt Judon off the field ever, not once. Like that that guy's staying on the field, so he'll have more than enough opportunity to go go get himself some. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun, you know. And then you get guys like Winovich, who's not even you know. Not even there. That's a good question. You go ahead. I was going to say, take yeah, because like kind of, you know, off the game a little bit, kind of looking ahead. Uh, it's obviously different this year, right? With just three games, right? They play, then they're closed for two weeks. I don't even know if there's more, there's even media availability uh, leading up to week one. Um, I'd be shocked, right? We've seen a, lo- a decent amount of the starters the first two weeks. I'd be shocked if you saw Cam Newton next week. A lot of these guys, even though, right, it's their last real contest till week one. Uh, I bet Mac it's a half, especially if if Cam, the plan is for Cam to start week one, which, you know, I think everybody's in agreement that it is. Uh, you only got three quarterbacks on the roster. I, I don't think they're going to roll Hoyer out there for, for four quarters. So I would say a half. I mean, yeah, and you've got, you've got joint practices with the Giants next week. Like, you're not... 
next week, your last preseason game, you're not going to roll your starters out against the Giants for five days or four days, right? Like, it's just not going to happen. And you don't have the choice during practice to not play your starters. They're going to have to play. They're going to have to go up against the Giants ones. So once the preseason game rolls around, you're going to see a lot of Mac. You're going to see a lot of him throwing to Christian Wilkerson and Isaiah Zuber and Devin Ross, guys like that, right? Oshevsky's going to get a ton of burn at wide receiver. I think that's what that's what I'm expecting the next time we see them kind of take yeah. the field. Yeah, I mean, shout out to my dad, my dad who's watching right now. You know, he thought it was, they were going to play it like like the preseason, like the preseason of old, where the the third preseason game you play, you know, like a regular game essentially. I think that was tonight, right? It seems you like. Know. Yeah, but I mean, did Cam even make it into the second quarter? I think Matt came in with like six or no, because that that drive. The drive took like not like ten minutes. Yeah, so he played maybe like, like the first half. Quarter. Just or like the first. Cam yeah, only maybe. played like a minute into the second quarter, yeah. and then the Eagles had their their longest drive. So that's Matt came in like halfway through, but Cam only played three series. Right, so that's what and I mean. They, like, they should have scored on all three. Cam's played five series so far in the preseason, and like I know that. Like maybe you're comfortable with him and you've seen him enjoy practice and everything else, but like that's not a lot, that's not a lot of time to be on the field actually like in game time playing. So now maybe they don't need it. Maybe they're saying like I was going to say for a guy like him, with games and everything, twelve like, years, right? 10, 10, 12 years, something like that. Right. His yeah. his work and, and him getting better in the system is is coming in the, on the practice field. Yeah. So yeah. So we'll see. You know, I mean, it is going to be interesting to see what happens, but you're right, dude. I swear to God, if it's like Mac for a quarter and then Hoyer for three quarters, I'm just going to shut it off and be like, all right, I'm done. I can't watch Brian Hoyer for three, for three quarters. I just can't do it. I just it. have to shout out my guy, Cody, because he's absolutely right. Everybody was, oh, Wilkerson's going to make the team because he hangs out with Matthew Slater and Isaiah Zuber ran one reverse or whatever the hell the play was last year. Like they're going to make the team. No, they're not. They were never going to make the team. Neither one of them have a shot. It was a cute. I think Wilkerson's got a shot. I disagree with that, especially with Harry going down and and Wilkerson has a chance. He has a chance. Wilkerson Zuber has no chance. Why do you need five wide receivers? You don't. You have you have you're gonna have four tight ends on the roster. You're gonna have five running backs. You don't need five wide receivers. Whoa, 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 whoa! Four tight ends. Well, he's counting. Lacoste is making the team. I don't think Lacoste does. I think uh, no chance. I think it's four if you include Jakob Johnson. Yeah, because he's you know, but. Either I way. think they carry. F- f- it'd be obviously Bourne, Myers, and Aguilar, Gunner, who's not really a receiver, but you know has shown some flashes here and there. I guess you can kind of plug and play maybe halfway through the game if, if things go south. And hey, I think you can keep yeah, Bourne, think, Myers, Gunner, and Aguilar, and that's it. No, I, I think yeah, that's what I mean. I think Wilkerson. What? No. Why? This is what we talked about last week. He got hurt this week. He he made a bad play. Everybody's thinks that right. Mac Jones is like. He ruined Mac Jones's career because he drove for a ball that he probably didn't have to dive for. Like, they, I'm I'm saying I'm assuming Harry's done for like health why? reasons. Like he health got reasons. Got the wind knocked out of him, and they just took him out of the game. Oh, we'll before see, right? Keegan, you were saying he broke his collarbone. So let, let's. He might have. Who knows? Let's get on the same page. Right? It's 11:22 on the night of the game. No one knows what's going to happen. He could be right. out there in practice on on. I had Wilkerson over Harry in my projection this week, and I didn't get well, called out for it. So there you go. I said last week. Wilkerson's not making the team, so it's a it's a cute training camp story. It happens every year. Oh, this guy's gonna make the team, and Who's then the, he uh, gets cut. Is it the the is, is he giving the give him the Bam the honorary Bam Childress award? 
Yeah, Austin Carr three years ago, and then and then he got to New Orleans, and everybody was like, "Oh, he's the next Wes Welker." And then they cut him like three weeks into the season because they're like, Dude, oh, "Austin Carr stinks. was like six years ago by now." It's crazy how long Austin. He was Man, still on the. Right? He's still on the freaking Saints though. I think he was that Garoppolo's was first same same class undrafted, but twenty sixteen twenty fourteen yeah he was he was Garoppolo that long ago yeah I think so okay. I, thought, I thought he was fifteen I thought he came in the year the year after well either it way doesn't matter. It's Austin six Carr. years ago, but we we just spent much longer talking about Austin Carr than we should have, which is no time at all. I get upset when people try to try to diss my boy Nikhil just because he hasn't been good for their favorite football team. Get over it. So, uh, the, listen, and you write about that like the it was twenty seventeen. We were way off, all of us. Yeah, well, you know it's fine. It's a, it's funny you said we were way off because dark blue gold over here is insert dumb and dumber gift here. Look at that. It wasn't even pertaining to that. Um, so, but but anyways, um, two things I wanted to talk about: the new rules, and we mentioned the new rules on the toss, on the crack toss. Um, you know, with the D backs, the rule with Henry Anderson, where he got flagged for a fifty yard penalty for like bull rushing, it was like, are you kidding me? That's and a penalty. Clip, his head kind of jolts back, so it's like obviously, and and you know this, right? They put an emphasis on this to kind of set a right, standard right. in preseason. They're going to call these like. Ticky tacky. I mean, the tough, the tough thing is like, right. The tough thing is like, they're both engaging. They both engage with their hands and like they just hit bumped heads and his head went back. I mean, it's like, come on, dude. I mean, that was like outrageous. The thing, like, the thing with that is every single time an offensive and defensive lineman touch each other, one of them is going to headbutt the other one. It's just what they do. It's right. whether or not it gets it's seen or gets called, right? Like, and like you said, like Zoe freaked out because he thought, uh, Mills making a tackle was the same thing as blowing up a, a lineman on a block. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he was right. just – he did, had no idea what was going on. Like, that's not the rule. Like, you can tackle somebody. You you just can't try you to – can't take out the legs of a block. Destroy blocker. somebody's knee when they're trying right. to block you, right? Right. Which I think which, – which ultimately isn't a bad rule. It's just really – it's just really change, really challenging for you know a D back to take on Michael Onwenu by himself standing up. You know, it's like it's definitely stupid. It's just they, they it's their good intentions behind it. It's not right. it's not the taunting rule where somebody got their feelings hurt and they decided to make a rule about it. Right. Which, by the way, the guy <laughs> like John Mara, the guy gets the guy gets called for taunting for running over four dudes and then shouting. But the Patriots can go off a taunting for all running into the end zone and settle in. <laughs> it's just like, it's just you know why? Way. Because Sunday Night Football gets paid by Bud Light to that's very true. promo that. So that's a good point. That's it's all about point. the money, guys. Come on. So that's all you get to do. Run to the end zone and celebrate every time you do something good. Uh, Joe Juan Williams. Uh, I did man. want to talk about him. Yeah, I thought um, Keegan said it before the game. So before we you, you popped on, Pat, the fact we didn't hear his name is probably a good thing. Um, I thought it was a big opportunity for him. I had been talking about him on Twitter the last few days. Um, they're kind of searching. Jalen Mills is not an outside guy. We've said that for a while, and he's demanded a lot of the reps from the spring and, and early summer. Uh, and he got the start tonight. He made a big play in the opening kickoff, uh, a nice tackle there. Uh, lined up a little bit, I think, for the majority of his reps out there against Devontae Smith, right? Didn't really see much thrown his way. Didn't didn't do anything I guess that, that wows you. Obviously, you probably have to look at the all twenty-two to really get in depth of, of how he how good he was in coverage. But um, I thought he was good tonight. He was good last week. It was a guy who had a tough start to camp. I mean, he was getting toasted 
left and right uh, to open up camp. And, and I think really came along the, the last uh, week or so, starting with last Thursday night's game. Um, and that's a guy that, you know, everyone likes to rule him as a, as a second round bust. And, and it's, it's unfair to him. I think he's, he hasn't really gotten an opportunity. I think we talked about it last week, but with Jason McCourty being a veteran and being good at his role, he, he just was, you know, in a, at a positional group with a ton, a ton of depth the last couple of years. Uh, and this year with Gilmore out, like you said last week, Keegan, it's a good opportunity to see what you got, what you got in these guys. Uh, and I think Jawan, he has the length. He's 6'3", 225. There's no reason that dude can't play outside corner. Um, and obviously he brings some safety help, right? I don't think he's, he's good enough, you know, strategically to, to kind of play man to man with and just lock down his side of the field like Jackson and Gilmore do. But um, I think it was positive to see from him. And I think he's carving out a role and he'll probably see a lot more snaps um, than, than we would have expected a few weeks ago. He, I mean, he said it himself. I think it was last week. He was like, I'll do anything to get on the field. I'll play right. safety. I'll play in the slot. I'll cover tight ends. Right. I'll play outside. And this week, Watching him, I think he had a, probably a series, maybe two, where it was him following Devontae Smith around the field. Didn't hear either one of their names. He he pretty much erased him. There was one replay. You can't get a, a ton from the TV copy, but there was one replay they showed where he just he was in his back pocket, right, uh, on a vertical route up the field. And then I think a drive later, you saw Devontae Smith break Michael Jackson's ankles. Like, you, you see what that guy can do. He can run routes. There, there's never been a question about that. So... Watching Joan kind of stick with him a little bit, like that—that's a promising sign. No matter if it's a preseason game or in practice or what, right? So I think the last seven, eight days have have been promising for him. Absolutely, and, and you know, listen, we're not going to sit here and talk about you know trades to find Gilmore and have Joan Williams as your, as your cornerback one, but to have some <laughs> to have some depth on the outside and to, to have a guy that you feel like you can stick out there and he can at least do the job. That's important because they don't have that right now. And so to have a guy that you think can do that, I think is really important. Um, Michael Jackson, you mentioned, my God, that guy's not making the team. I mean, he just like, it's just, it's bad. This is, this is two weeks in a row for you trying to cut somebody on the spot. Last week it was Harvey Longy. So who knows? I know, but Michael Jackson's been pretty consistently bad. (laughs) Like, in every practice. Unless, you know, obviously he's got the name, but he fights Nikhil Harry every training camp. That's the only way you see him pop up. So, yeah, bring him back. Bring him back for camp every year. I'm down with that. My favorite tweets are are the Michael Jackson, Nikhil Harry buried Michael Jackson on on a block, and Michael Jackson got up swinging and breaks (laughs) his hand on the helmet. Somebody somebody tweeted out, was it Brian? I think Brian tweeted out, like, uh, what um, tell him to yeah. beat it? Yeah, he told him to beat it. Devontae Smith told Michael Jackson to beat it. It was amazing, fantastic. Well done, Brian. Um, but oh, one more rule I wanted to chat about the 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 screen pass rule where you can't cut guys down the field. <laughs> you say um, where you can't cut downfield. That's something they're gonna have to pay attention to because Ted Karras missed like four blocks on screen passes. One of them was the play that Belichick ended up challenging because he felt like it, um, you know, on the Sony play where he just completely whiffed and Sony got blown up another play where he missed another guy. And um, I think it was, Stevenson. was it, was it Stevenson? It was, like had a chance Stevenson to break the, something and he just one. didn't, he just didn't block the guy. Um, so that's something that they're going to have to really pay attention to because for a team that runs the screen effectively, 
not being able to cut those D-backs is a challenge for those big guys in space. So that's something that they're going to really have to work on, and I'm sure they they obviously have been working on it in practice, but I would think you're going to see a lot more of it this week because they did not do a good enough job with it this week. Yeah, and I forgot to mention, I was I was doing the live updates for the website, so I didn't get a ton of tweets off, so I wrote some things down in my notes that I wanted to get off my chest here. The only thing that is worth saying is Josh McDaniels called six screen passes in a preseason game. Four of them, James White came onto the field and they ran a screen pass immediately. <laughs> like, that's got to stop. If I can notice that, like, I'm a right. schmuck. If I notice that, I think Jim Schwartz or whoever the Eagles defensive coordinator is going to notice that. Yeah. This yeah. ridiculous play calling out of McDaniels. It happened, it happened two years ago with Sony. The last five like, years. It was like 75% of the time Sony was on, they were running the ball. And like 75% of the time, White was on the field, they were throwing the ball. I was like, come on. Like I said it last it week. Like, like Tom Brady actively like destroyed screenplays on his own. He wouldn't even turn to the running back. He'd just spike it in the dirt and be like, oh, call another play. Second down. Like, right. Cam's got to start doing it. Mac's got to start doing it. Stop calling screen passes every drive. It's right. mind numbing. Couldn't agree more. So um, overall, I mean, listen, it's 35 to nothing. Overall. It was a good performance by the Patriots, obviously. Um, you know, the Eagles just the Eagles came out and didn't, I don't think, came out with nobody, right? Didn't weren't trying to win. And it's preseason. No one's really trying to win. But like, you know, it's uh it's preseason. Like, but I think overall, I was very happy with what I saw with the Patriots. I think there's some coaching points, there's some things that guys struggled with, guys that people were super high on, Stevenson. Nordine were like the Stevenson and Nordine were like the two main topics after after the game last week. They both well Stevenson had a good game, but he he had a, he had a fumble, and then Nordine struggled. And so overcoming adversity is big for them. Mac Jones played great tonight. Cam played great tonight. So like you know they both kind of they both did very well, but they also both made some you know mistake here or there that like can be corrected. So not everything was perfect, even though it was thirty five to nothing. So I think that's. That's a good thing. I'm happy to see that. I'm sure Belichick's happy to see that. Um, and, you know, we'll see what happens. So they are – you guys have anything to add before we, before we head out? I'm still no? stuck okay. screen passes. So um, just a little update for you guys. Wednesday, Thursday – so it's a good question about Nick Folk. Uh, I haven't heard anything about Nick Folk yet. Um Nothing about Nick Folk. I'm assuming Not it's a I've back heard. injury. It's it's kind of hindered him the last few years. I'm sure yeah. it's kind of flaring up a little bit, and they're just telling I'd him also, to pull it. I mean, I'd also say, like, he's a 37-year-old kicker who's been in the league for 15 years. Right. Don't need to watch him kick in the preseason. You just, nope. you just don't. So. Yep. So if the, kid, if the kid's good enough and wins the job, then he gets the job. And if he stinks and they don't feel comfortable with him, then they cut him. It's Nick Folk's kind of job. Right. That's it. Yep. Right. Exactly. Yep. So... Um, so that's the deal with Nick Folk. Um, but just so you guys know, this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Patriots are at home, at home now, with joint practices against the Giants. They have their game next Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Um, so, so that'll be fun. We'll probably do an instant reaction after the game on Sunday. I have a, I have a fantasy draft uh, Sunday night as well, but I should be able to squeeze in the uh, – the, um, uh, the instant reaction as well, but Wednesday night this week I will. Well, you know me, I will. I'll be. I got the game one. I'll be. I'll be multitasking. Um, but Wednesday draft. night this week, we're gonna be doing a um, 
our fantasy football special this Wednesday coming up, 8.30, live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Okay, we're going to do kind of the same format that we've been doing. Um, the last few years that we've been paying attention, we're going to do a mock draft. We're going to talk about a million different players. We're going to talk about some draft strategies. We're going to talk about different types of drafts. So we have a few guys from Eat Sleep Fantasy, which is a site that I write for as well. Or well, I haven't written for them yet, but uh, it's a site that I I contribute for as well. Um, and so uh, so we'll have some fun with it. Have some fun with it. We got we got a lot of fantasy stuff coming up, so we'll talk about our stuff. And we have some segments to kind of keep the fantasy stuff going along all year. We won't talk about that right now, but but anyways, productive week. Um, I think it's good news all around. I think, and uh, and we'll go from there. So. We will see you guys Wednesday night. Enjoy uh, enjoy your weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.